Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by their good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including our guest, our state senator, Kathleen Pasadomo. Boo Mortensen will be joining us. Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. My wife, Linda, always has great commentary on what's happening nationally, internationally, and here locally on the Paradise Coast. It is August, August the 2nd. And by the way, August the 2nd, August the 1st was our 11th anniversary on the internet, uh, doing the show on the internet. I forgot to mention it yesterday, but nevertheless, an important date, another milestone that on the Bob Harden Show. It's August the 2nd, and on this day in 1776, members of Congress affixed their signatures to the enlarged copy of the Declaration of Independence. 56 congressional delegates in total signed the document, including some who were not present at the vote approving the declaration. The delegates signed by state from north to south, beginning with jo- Hosea Bartlett of New Hampshire and ending with George Walton of Georgia, John Dickinson of Pennsylvania, and James Duane, uh, Robert Livingston, and John Jay of New York refused to sign. Carter Braxton of Virginia, Robert Morris of Pennsylvania, George Reed of Delaware, and Edward Brutledge of South Carolina opposed the document but signed it in order to give the impression of a unanimous Congress. Five delegates were absent. Generals George Washington, John Sullivan, James Clinton, and Christopher Gladstone, and Virginia Governor Patrick Henry. Exactly one month after, before the signing of the document, Congress had accepted a resolution put forth by Richard Henry Lee that stated, resolved, that these united colonies are and by right ought to be free and independent states. They are absolved from all allegiance to the British crown and that all political connection between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved. Congress adopted the more poetic Declaration of Independence, drafted by Thomas Jefferson. Two days later, on July the 4th, the President of Congress, John Hancock, and its Secretary, Charles Thompson, immediately signed the handwritten draft, which was dispatched to nearby printers. On July the 19th, Congress decided to produce a handwritten copy to bear all the delegates' signatures. Secretary Thompson's assistant, Philadelphia Quaker and merchant Timothy Matlick, uh, penned the draft. News of the Declaration of Independence arrived in London eight days later on August the 10th. The draft bearing the delegates' signatures was first printed on January the 18th on the following year by Baltimore printer Mary Catherine Goddard. The story of the Declaration of Independence. Think of the time lapse between the decision to make the article, to have it signed, and then getting off to Great Britain on August the 10th. Amazing. Now... Communications are with a tweet. Uh, Southwest Florida hospitals have maintained their good performance and quality ratings in the past year, according to the latest ratings by the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. The federal agency has released its 2022 star ratings for the nation's hospitals, which examined several dozen measures in five broad categories of mortality, safety, readmission, patient experience, and timeliness of care. The ratings show how individual hospitals perform compared to others nationally, and they are grouped in categories with a five-star rating being the highest for best performance. In Collier County, the NCH Healthcare System, two campuses, Baker Hospital and North Naples, with a combined 713 beds, both maintained their four-star ratings, which they've had since 2019. Physicians Regional Healthcare System, also in Collier, with two campuses and a combined 209 beds, received three stars, rating in Lee County, Gulf Coast Medical Center and Health Park Medical Center and Lee Memorial maintained their four-star rating for a second year in a row. Uh, Cape Coral Hospital slipped to three stars. Fifteen hospitals in Florida received five stars, including the Mayo Clinic in Florida, Sarasota Memorial Hospital, and Adventist Health locations in Daytona Beach, Dayland, and Wesley Chapel. Uh, Forty uh, hospitals in, had four stars and 35 have had three stars. Another 53 show had two start, and 18 hospitals earned one star. How about that? 
So our health care, again, continues to be great here on the Paradise Coast. I know I've been in the hospital a couple of times recently. I had my back done and uh, had outpatient surgery for my uh, hip, but uh, just grateful that we have good health care here on the Paradise Coast. Collier Senior Center, Golden Gate, is hosting a free technology seminar with Eric Montano, uh, Premier Services of Naples, LLC, on Thursday, August the 11th. You want to get it on your calendar at 10 a.m. at uh, 4898 Coronado Parkway in Naples. Participants are encouraged to bring their smart devices and questions for an interactive, easygoing walkthrough of basic technology plus support on specific issues. The complimentary program is open to all older adults in Collier County. Currently, no registration is required, and for more information, you can call 252-4541, 252 your uh, Senior Center, Golden Gate, providing great services for the community. Well, July was the best month for stocks since 2020. It was also the month in which forecasts of recessions went mainstream. At the very least, there's a good reminder that stocks discount future cash flows rather than reflect current economic conditions. There's a tendency to think that a recession will be bad for stocks, and often that's true. The tricky part is that the market often falls before the recession and rallies when it continues. In uh, 2009, for example, the S&P 500 bottomed in March while the recession stretched on through June. The timing of Bank of America's recession called coincided with what became a three-week-long rally in stocks in July. The Dow Jones Industrial Average climbed 6.73% in July. That's really good. It's best month since November 2020. The S&P 500 rose 9.11% and with the best month since November 2020. And uh, best since July... Uh, 1939, according to the Bank of America, the NASDAQ composite soared 12.35%, the best month since April 2020. Analysts of Bank of America said Monday that the rally was almost entirely driven by falling interest rates, which made stocks more attractive. Why were the rates falling in July? Well, it appears to be linked to the view that the Federal Reserve would have to pivot away from raising rates in the near future due to economic weakness. So there you go. But uh, again, good reminder, the market many times is responding before events occur, not after. Multiple American news outlets reported late on Monday that American forces have reportedly killed al-Qaeda's leader, Ayman al-Zahari, in a drone strike in Afghanistan. He's assumed to be the leadership leadership of the al-Qaeda shortly after the United States killed Osama bin Laden just about over a little over 11 years ago having descended from a well-to-do Egyptian family. And why is it that so many of these people become from uh, well-to-do families? It's so interesting, Uh, the people that want to start revolutions. Anyhow, at one point, as uh, Osama bin Laden's physician before assuming leadership, a June 2021 United Nations report pinpointed his location somewhere in the border region of Pakistan and Afghanistan. Having helped to orchestrate the September 11, 2001 hijackings, brought down the World Trade Centers, Zawahari uh, said in April 2002 propaganda video that 19 brothers who went out and gave their souls to Allah Almighty, God Almighty has granted them the victory and we are enjoying now, he said. What a scoundrel. Anyhow, he's dead now. He's gone. The FBI, FBI is, as of press time, offering $25 million for information leading to his apprehension and, of, uh, and conviction. He's dead now. Well, Kamala Harris, (laughs) she continues to come up with some real beauties. So here's the quote of the day. On Monday, delivered remarks on the Biden's regime's investments in climate change. She traveled to Miami on Monday to announce a $1 billion to states destroyed by recent floods. A flash flood last week caused massive property damage in St. Louis. Governor Bashir said the death toll from floods in his state had risen to 37 Kamala on the Monday suggested that the recent deaths in Missouri and Kentucky could have been prevented, get this, if Congress spent more money fighting climate change. I'm not kidding, she said that. For years we've debated the impacts of climate change on our country and our world, and today we know. Just watch the evening news and see that the time for debate has long passed, she said. Climate change has become a climate crisis, and a threat now becomes a reality. Uh, I can't believe she said that. Anyhow, she probably really believes it. 
Well, the uh, fifth Greater Toronto Area doctor to die suddenly and unexpectedly in recent days was a 27-year-old triathlete, Dr. Candace Naiman, a resident doctor at McMaster Children's Hospital in Hamilton, collapsed while swimming as she was completing, competing in a triathlon on Sunday. She subsequently died on Thursday. No cause of death has been reported. Everyone in the pediatrics department here at McMaster University and McMaster Children's Hospital is devastated by the loss of Candace Naiman, said Angelo, uh, the doctor chief of pediatrics at Hamilton. Uh, Candace was an aspiring physician and pediatrician who exemplified hard work, radiated positivity, lived a vibrant and active life, and had the positive impact on her fellow residents, colleagues, faculty, and patients. Four other Toronto-area doctors have died unexpectedly this summer. Trillium Partners staff physicians Dr. Jacob Sawecki, and Dr. Stephen McKenzie and Dr. Lawrence Sagel died last week, not long after each had received their fourth COVID shot. The Trillium doctors passed just days after the death of North, uh, North York General Hospital's Dr. Paul Hannum, a 50-year-old former Olympian who died during a run. No cause of death has been reported for the four doctors. And I highlighted the story uh, primarily because is anyone keeping track of these deaths following the jabs? In my own circle, I've had friends die. I've had strokes, uh, seen people with strokes uh, following the jab. Is it causal or coincidence? I'd like to know. And since the CDC is all in on vaccines, I wouldn't expect them to share the news if they even kept track of it. But this is concerning. We're seeing young people uh, die shortly after getting the jab. I wonder if it's causal. Just raising the question, I'm make, not making the conclusion. President Biden has claimed that the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 will not raise taxes on individuals making less than $400,000 per year, but according to data released by the Republicans of the Senate Finance Committee, the president claims are false and misleading. Here's a quote, the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 will lower health care costs for millions of Americans and for the first time in a long time make the largest corporations pay their fair share without any new taxes on people making under $400,000 a year. That's the claim made by Biden in a tweet on Sunday. Data conducted by the Nonpartisan Joint Committee on Taxation shows that taxes will increase for everyone except those making between $10,000 and $30,000 a year. No exceptions. And uh, the increases and sometimes, in some cases, are very moderate. But nevertheless, uh, he's breaking his promise. They are increases. So, uh, again, uh, our president's lied to us, unfortunately. Uh, Republican Senator John Cornyn slammed President Biden's tweet on Sundays and said, it puts hardworking taxpayers even under our tighter microscope. It will subsidize the wealthy at the expense of working families, raise taxes on workers, making as little as $10,000 a year, and unleash an army of IRS agents on taxpayers, Cornyn wrote. Cornyn wrote. Oh, and it, would reduce infl- it won't reduce inflation anytime soon. So, uh, again, he's probably going to sign this bill, but it's going to fuel inflation, not reduce it. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to visit with Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Here on the Bob Hartman Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. 
Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. Or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. It's a moral imperative, and the website is thefga.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Boo Mortensen. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadomo, our state senator. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. Uh, I know you're spending a lot of time focusing on the elections coming up, and how's it looking? Well, um, first of all, you know, Florida is uh, just definitely very supportive of our Republican agenda everywhere I go, uh, particularly, and I get a kick out of it, people say, do you know Governor DeSantis? I said, yeah, you know, I've met him a couple of times, and they're like gushing about, um, <laughs> you know, how great they feel he's doing. And so, you know, with that as a backdrop, we're, we're getting our message across. I, I think we're going to do extremely well uh, in the uh, in the election of November. Right now, we have to get through the primaries. We have a few uh, that are they are very interesting as well because you have people with you know moderate to far right to far left, and listening to all the rhetoric is is uh, is interesting. It really is. Uh, Charlie Curtis came out with a statement saying that the governor is a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> trying to get somebody's attention, well, I guess. You know, uh, that belies the fact that we do have a legislature <laughs> and we do have a court and, you know, everybody uh, takes their role seriously. So I don't see a dictatorship anywhere in Ta uh, in Tallahassee or Florida for that matter. Absolutely. So, Kathleen, I understand there was a summit, a recent summit that you attended. Yeah, the uh, Sunshine State Summit, which is the annual uh, Republican Party of Florida event. Um, this year it was held at the Hard Rock uh, in Fort Lauderdale, which is an amazing facility. Uh, they did a really terrific job. Um, you know, a lot of, you know, there were a lot of people there. A lot of, you know, there were a number of uh, congressional debates, which I was very interested in. Um, a lot of people running. <laughs> Uh, the governor spoke, uh, lieutenant governor spoke, all the um, uh, candidates for and currently sitting. Uh, 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 actually, they only didn't speak with the Secretary of State, but everybody else, I guess he's really busy with election stuff. But everybody spoke, and uh, Speaker Designate Renner and I spoke. It was it was fun, and it was great to be with people that are very enthusiastic about the uh, upcoming election. Yeah, I think there is a lot of enthusiasm, and certainly uh, uh, that's another thing that Chris said, is that it's not a red state. Well, I, <laughs> I think it's becoming, Florida's becoming a red state for sure. Well, one of the things that the governor mentioned, and, and uh, he keeps uh, 
uh, keeps us up to date on is the number of uh, Republicans registered in Florida has outnumbered Democrats by almost maybe almost 300,000 by now. Um, You know, people that are moving here from all over the country are registering Republican or, you know, I guess a lot of them are uh, registering no party because there aren't sure yet. But um, ultimately, I think they realize that, you know, with our policies, being a Republican is the thing to do. Uh, You know, we're keeping the state open, uh, getting businesses back to work. The governor has some really good, robust plans. I, I think that's that's why there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm for our Republican agenda. Outstanding. It just popped in my mind. I'd also say that uh, our Surgeon General Lopato is just absolutely a rock star. I've, you know, CDC can make a claim, and I'll basically be very skeptical. When he says this is how it is, I really believe what he says. Yeah, he's a really uh, smart guy, obviously, and uh, he knows his science. Uh, he knows the fact. You know, it's so difficult now with the media. Uh, you know, anytime a Republican says something, they they spin it negatively, and it's right. really it's really uh, uh, challenging, and, and, and it's sad too because uh, there's a, there's just so much misinformation out there, and if you try to set the record straight. They don't print it. Right. Well, fortunately, we're, what we're seeing is the mainstream media is uh, being demonized in a lot of ways, and it's, I think, have, having few and fewer followers. Sooner or later, they're going to have to have a, a, a reckoning with uh, their popularity and start printing the news uh, fairly as opposed to with uh, tremendous bias, which they do right now. I, I, well, I, the, the problem is that, uh, honestly— um, I think, and I, I, I hold their leadership accountable uh, because the reporters that are coming out of journalism school are not being taught ethics and unbiased reporting. Most of the time, there's a personal spin on everything they report, and that's, that's unfortunate because with that personal spin, they're trying to say this is the truth or this is the news when right. it's really their version of it. You know, I'm wondering if they're even aware of the bias in their commentary. It's just uh, unbelievable when they report the news because there's so many adjectives adjectives that are so, so detrimental to the people that they're talking, especially DeSantis and, and uh, Republicans. I think you're right. I, I, I think that's they, they really don't. A lot of these young, young reporters don't. I mean, maybe this is the way they're taught in school, but um, it's it's very troubling because they don't they don't want to they don't want to see uh, two sides. It's always this is this is the truth kind of thing they say, and they don't print any contrary opinion or story or, or whatever. And it's really troubling to me because it was there's always been a discussion about you know liberal bias in the media, but not to the extent it is today. It's so true, Kathleen. So uh, the, just my observation, I love your uh, your thoughts on this, but the, to me it looks like uh, the Republican establishment is trying to pull together candidates to challenge the uh, MAGA candidates, the candidates that uh, President Trump is pulling together. Now, he's got a pretty good track record. About 93% of the uh, of the candidates that he's endorsed have ended up winning the primaries. And we've got some big primaries coming up shortly, as, as we know. But uh, sure. it, to, to me, it looks like the... Uh, I, and I'm actually glad this is happening because right now, you know, if Trump prevails, maybe MAGA will become the theme of the Republican Party. I, I don't know. Um... You know, uh, there. I think there's a lot of discussion about. Um, you know, he did some really great things. His policies were right on. There was concern about uh, sort of the irresponsible type rhetoric. You know, with the tweeting and whatever that he 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 had, and I mean that was his signature. But there are a lot of people that are looking for an alternative, which is why I think. Many people are looking to Ron DeSantis because he has a lot of the same uh, policies right. as um, <clears throat> President Trump did, but he's not as uh, vocally, uh, you know, antagonistic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I have a lot of respect for uh, both men and their capabilities uh, insofar as uh, policy. It's just different styles, and I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah, I really don't. Well, actually, I guess DeSantis is kind of like uh, Donald Trump, except he went to finishing school. 
Uh, I, I think Donald Trump went to finishing school, but he maybe didn't finish. I don't know. <laughs> or he, you know, I think a lot of it is deliberate, and that's just his style. Yeah. That and it appealed to a lot of the middle class Americans who feel like they were being left behind, um, and particularly some of the progressive uh, rhetoric. But uh, you know, is that going to last? I don't know. It, it seems to so far. Yeah. But then you've got others that are, um, you know, coming up that have similar philosophies but have different ways of expressing it. Exactly. Kathleen Pasadena, our state senator, just appreciate all the support you're giving us as well as uh, other GOP candidates for the uh, upcoming midterms. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you, Kathleen. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with uh, Boo Mortensen. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Blue Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit blueprovencenaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's blueprovencenaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host... Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social. Choice Social is a new, refreshing social networking platform, and you can find out more and download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seat Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Boo, thank you so much for joining us. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure, and I have to say that today... And yesterday were great days because Lauren and I got through COVID. The last week, we, crazy enough, we got it. Wow. We were struck down. Um, not that badly. I've heard that people have really gotten sick with this Omicron. Uh, we got kind of sick. You know, the worst part of it is just being totally isolated for five days. Yeah. After a while, you're kind of like, ooh, get me out of here. But we both took the Paxlovid. Uh-huh. And uh, I have to say that I felt I had more issues with taking the medication and the side effects from the medication than than the COVID. What kind of side effects? Well, you have a, a horrible metallic taste in your mouth, Ooh. which is just awful. It never goes away. Hmm. You don't even want to swallow your own spit. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that probably was the worst of it. You developed some intestinal issues. But, uh, you know, did it help? Did it reduce the serious side effects maybe from COVID? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you take, start taking it and you think, I don't like this, but could it be worse? 
Well, you so know, the, we kind of stuck with it. Yeah, the president uh, took that stuff. How do you pronounce it again? Paxlovid. Paxlovid. So the president took uh, Paxlovid and had, a, uh, I guess they're calling it a rebound or uh case so he's back in isolation because of uh, because of this so you're fully vaccinated and all those things oh yeah we've had the booster you know you name it, we've done it that's the scary thing i cannot begin to tell you bob how many people our age that have had all the shots all the vaccines done all the right stuff and now have covid yeah you know we're not isolated i I, I bet I can name 10 people right now in Madison, friends of ours, that have come down with it. It's contagious, yes. Um, but weren't these boosters, weren't, I, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm kind of at a loss. Well, here, here's that, the thing. The, uh, the Joseph Lopato, I just mentioned his name earlier in the show, but he's our surgeon general. And he said, you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't affect the uh, uh, the contagious nature of the. It doesn't keep you from getting the the virus. So uh, he said, I, I don't even really see the benefit for, especially for people under the age of eighteen. I wouldn't suggest it at all. Uh, is his conclusion, and uh, I I quite frankly uh, agree with that. Well, I do too. Again, you know, we've been dealing for this, with this for what two years. Yeah, and there's still so many misconceptions fake news. One person says this, the attorney general says that, your doctor says this. You know, I'll tell you, it's a crapshoot. It really is. I, I just don't trust the information we get from the CDC. They've been wrong so often that I think anybody, anybody which should be skeptical of the advice you're getting from the CDC. So, um, and again, I just come back to Joseph Lopato. He's such a straight shooter. I think he's the guy you listen to when it, when it comes in down to uh, public health. Hey, what do you think about uh, Nancy Pelosi flying off to uh, Taiwan? You know, what a little troublemaker. Uh, <laughs> don't you think we got enough issues right now? You know, we, we still got, the Ukraine is still, you know, that war is still continuing to limp along. China has never officially recognized Taiwan. And now off she goes right into the thick of it. And is she giving the message that uh, we want to further U.S.-Taiwan relations and uh, encourage our allies to strength, also strengthen ties with Taiwan? Are we messing with something we shouldn't be messing with? I don't know. You know, the sad truth about it, in my opinion, Boo, is that uh, she is, uh, this is her swan song. She's uh, she's close to done when it comes to uh, her public service life, so to speak. And so I think she's basically trying to uh, fill out her legacy and somehow make this as an important trip as another way to end her career. Uh, she is, I think, you know, there's very little upside as far as I see with her trip to Taiwan and, and a lot of downside. If, in fact, uh, she gets shot down in the air or something happens while she's there, it can only uh, uh, exacerbate an already tense situation with communist China. Oh, I, I totally agree. I mean, you know, fill out your resume or, or make your legacy. How about she's from San Francisco? San Francisco's a hot mess. Why not work in your own backyard? <laughs> I couldn't agree more, Boo. Well, you just can't uh, make this stuff up. I don't know. Did you hear that... Uh, uh, Kamala, I'm changing topics now, but this just, I can't stop laughing about this. Kamala Harris was down making an announcement about the uh, deaths and the floods in Kentucky and, uh, it was not Tennessee or Missouri. I've forgotten exactly where, but there's a lot of floods. A lot of people died. And, yeah. uh, she basically said, you know, this wouldn't have happened if, if we hadn't, if we had done something with climate change up to this point, now we're in a crisis. I'm not kidding. She really said that. <laughs> You've got, you know, wow. Yeah. Scary, isn't it? It really is. It, it's just uh, amazing. You know, I was laughing with somebody the other day. They say, you know, that Biden has gone back into isolation. I thought, you know, that could be a staff just making this up, saying, nope, nope, we got a couple, we got another week of isolation just to keep him off the hot spot. You know what? I, 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 that certainly has occurred to me, too. What can we do to keep this guy silent? He's not doing us any good. I got an idea. Why don't we say they had a relapse in COVID? <laughs> right. Exactly. Isolation again. Yeah. 
<laughs> so anyhow, it's just amazing. Oh, you can't make this stuff up. No, you can't, boo. Anyhow, so I hope you have a great summer. I hope you recover nicely from uh, COVID. And uh, any symptoms? You still have any symptoms at all? No, no, I no, I really don't. Uh, I don't think I I got it badly, and I don't I don't mean to minimize it. I mean I have friends that got pretty darn sick, a lot of fatigue. Uh, even younger people that have got gotten this Omicron, and some people get it seriously. You know, it's just like everything else. I suppose the flu, you know, it's, it's some people get the flu badly. Others kind of dance and prance through it. Yep. It's, it's hard to know. I question whether or not, I understand why Lauren, who's got a lot of underlying health issues, should take the Paxlovid. But I thought with me, eh, should I, shouldn't I? I don't know. But then you think, you know, I don't want to get this. You, you, there's kind of a fear factor in your decision-making whether or not to take it. Wow. So I decided to take it. Did it help? Who knows? Who knows? So, well, Boo, I just... Would I take it again? If I were to relapse, would I take it again? I don't think so. Yeah. Get that metallic taste out of your mouth. I really appreciate your commentary, and thanks for sharing your <laughs> private life about uh, COVID. And thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. All right. Have a great day, Boo. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley. Seton is the founder and president of Less Government. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America and is now supported by three out of four voters. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College, classical academies, and other schools of excellence serving kindergarten through 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. A terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy opened this fall in a classical virtual school. Optima Classical Academy will open in 2022. Find out more by visiting OptimaEd.org. Help children in Florida optimize their education opportunities. Visit www.OptimaEd.org. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, a limited government, and the rule of law. Well, GOP leaders maneuvered to split the party by backing establishment candidates and propping up spoiler candidates, paving the way for Republicans who have a history of capitulating to the left. Just think about that. Now, Trump-endorsed candidates face off against establishment-backed candidates, with Trump-endorsed candidates winning primaries 93% of the time so far. GOP leaders maneuver uh, 
to split the party by backing establishment candidates and propping up spoiler candidates. So the GOP establishment continues to try to move away from Trump despite his overwhelming popularity with voters. In Arizona, for example, the GOP establishment rejected gubernatorial primary frontrunner Carrie Lake, who's garnered a Trump endorsement. Instead, they have backed wealthy donor and house housing developer Karen Taylor Rubson. Robson was uh, backing, uh, one backing from Arizona's current governor, Doug Ducey, who in his last term consolidated support from his former vice president, Mike Pence, and opposing Lake as his successor. Establishment-aligned groups have been running attack ads against Kerry Lake with FCC records revealing invoices from Arizona uh, ads totaling a $156,000 payment to Freedom Future Fund, a dark money group that lists Charlie Gant as a treasurer and has no filings on the Federal Election Commission's website. The term dark money applies to organizations that attempt to influence voters but make it difficult to track the funding sources, in many cases by directing it through multiple organizations that create enough noise to bury funding origins. Gant has made appearances in other races as well, such as the that of Trump-endorsed Washington State congressional candidate Joseph Kent. Now, he's a great guy, a former uh, Navy SEAL. Gant appeared in FCC filings in the WA3 congressional district race, listing as treasurer for Conservatives for a Stronger America, a single-candidate super PAC, established just four weeks before the Washington 3 primary. Uh, the super PAC received a large infusion of funds with outside spending totaling over $939,000. However, donors have not been disclosed in public FCC filings. Expenditures show ad buys in support of candidates Heidi St. John in opposition to Kent. The fund said Kent prop up uh, a spoiler candidate and split the vote so they can re-elect the establishment rhino incumbent uh, James Hera Bueller. Uh, using the acronym that means Republican in name only. If Trump endorsements were indeed a wild card, candidates would not bother to align themselves with Trump's political brand, but they do heavily. St. John's latest mailer misleads constituents by featuring Trump's prominently in applying that St. John received Trump's endorsement instead of Kent. She did not, of course. So the, you know, what this all comes down to is my theory is this. My theory is that uh, right now the Republican Party is morphing into Make America Great Again. And what I see, I've actually been a MC for one of Trump's rallies before, just before he's elected in uh, the Cuyahoga County uh, Fairgrounds. It was really exciting. But what I uh, saw was a lot of excitement and enthusiasm and really hope uh, around the whole candidacy of Donald Trump. In other words, I think people think that he represents them, he represents their concerns, and he sees the political elite as distanced from themselves. And he and so I see right now, for example, we see Hispanics have dropped from a 60% advantage for the Democrat Party down to dead even uh, to, with the Republican Party. See the same thing with uh, black voters. Black voters uh, now are starting to embrace Trump more and more. I'm not even sure that it's uh, there's not a, a Democrat uh, majority or a leadership leader leading in the uh, Democrat Party. But irrespective, we see a lot of uh, black candidates saying, you know, we're going to vote for Trump. So we're seeing the party enlarge, and the and the tent is growing and growing and growing. It's the party now of the people as opposed to uh, the corporate elite, at which it used to be. So, frankly, what's happening is Trump is really uh, changing the entire entire party, I think, in a very positive way. The consequence is that if we, these candidates are elected, and I think they will be, they have a lot less money because money is coming in from uh, Republican establishment for their competitors. But irrespective, uh, uh, campaign records show that Herrera Butler amassed 744,000 war chests in the weeks following her statement in support of testimony by House GOP leader Kevin McCarthy and subsequent vote in uh, other... Uh, she also has raised nearly $2 million with $1.2 million coming from political action, action committees. So much money coming in to support these candidates, these, uh, let's call it institutional or conventional candidates from the Democrat Party. But I think right now the enthusiasm for Trump is going to prevail irrespective of the amount of money that's coming in for, for these candidates. And I think it's a good thing. So what we're seeing is now it's not a third party. Instead, it's the uh, Make America Great Party. 
and it's happening right within the confines of the Republican Party. It's got the establishment uh, Republicans extremely concerned. Rhinos are now trying to do whatever they can in order to garner support for their candidates and to keep Trump at bay. But you know what? It's not going to work. And uh, President Trump's top allies have been vocal about their objectives to shift into the American first stance with bids to disengage the U.S. from global initiatives to protect the borders and to carve back the U.S. reliance on China. So the establishment holds province and governance over the inner workings of a system they spent their careers building and reject outsiders who do not want to play in the house they built. Trump is forthcoming in front of the corporate media that is used to selling, uh, setting the narrative. The objective of the establishment is to gain as many seats as possible in the legislative branches of government ahead of the presidential election to maintain dominance over the executive branch and drown out the American first counterparts. The Washington Arizona GOP primary elections take place today, and it's going to be so exciting to see how, in, in, in spite of the fact that Kerry Lake and others have been uh, way out overfinanced by the Republican establishment, I believe that she and others will win in their battles. So interesting. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Linda Harden. She's my wife, and we'll be talking about some of the things that are happening internationally and nationally. We're going to do that and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Do you have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Luke Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse. Building a 44,000-square-foot performing arts center in downtown Naples and also bringing you professional New York-style theater at its very best. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the website, gulfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Linda Harden. She is uh, wrote a uh, uh, Greetings from Paradise. She also is extremely knowledgeable and informed about what's happening globally, internationally, and nationally. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning. Good morning to you. So uh, we've got the mid, some uh, important uh, primaries coming up today. Oh, boy. All over the place. Missouri, Michigan. Um, uh, Arizona's huge. Yeah. Arizona's going to be just huge. I don't know if you are. What I see is that all of a sudden the, the establishment Republicans are funding, really throwing a lot of money, especially in Arizona, at the candidates to against Carrie Lake and, and others. And, and uh, it's not working. 
<laughs> yeah, say more about that. Why do you say that? Well, because people are waking up. I mean, they they're getting absolutely red pilled, like I told you um, the other day, about about how the establishment works. They don't want their country club disrupted. Yeah, they've been they've been running this country along with the Democrats for years and years, and all of a sudden, these these folks are coming out um, backed by Trump, and and going against everything that they've that they've been operating on for all these years and they don't want it to happen. So it's really interesting. It's also interesting to see that Ronna McDaniel, um, the head of the Republican uh, National Committee is, is, is not campaigning for these people either. It's just, it's very bizarre. So say more about, to, so her position, is she kind of campaigning for the establishment? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly right. I mean, Mitch McConnell is, is not backing, um, Trump-backed candidates. Uh, look at what Pence did. Pence went in and and campaigned for. Uh, so did Chris Christie, by the way. Campaigned for Carrie Lake's uh, opponent, who, by the way, is total establishment. She raised what did they say last night? Um, Eighteen. I'm, I'm, I could be wrong, but it's double-digit million dollars to go against Carrie Lake, and she's losing. Yeah. And Carrie Lake um, raised only like eight million dollars or less. And she's blowing blowing the socks off this other guy. Yeah, so. so this is this is important. I mean, uh, McConnell is such a disappointment to me. He's caved in somebody at a point where he actually had the leverage over the uh, uh, Democrat Party in the Senate. He's caved so many times when it comes to financing, when it comes to so many things. Uh, so really, what the, the the finance, what I believe, the establishment of the Republican Party has been is pretty much to be Democrat light. In other words, they resist a little bit the Democrats, but inevitably, uh, they continue to go down this road of. Uh, well, they're all the cabal, and, and oh, by the way, look what happened in Missouri, where where um, Karl Rove is in a lawsuit with Eric Greitens. Um, uh, Mitch McConnell had something to do with it too, where where they made up a ma- a made up story uh-huh. about Eric Greitens' uh, ex wife, and they helped her to try and dirty up his name. Isn't that wasn't that uh, in the last election that actually led to his? No, no, no. Well, that that was part of the that was part of the reason why he he stepped down from being governor. But but no, no, no. This is more recently. This huh. is with, within the last year that that Karl Rove was instrumental in in. In trying to dirty up Eric Greitens' name along with his ex-wife, and so Eric Greitens is suing is suing Carl uh, Rove big time. So I mean, the politics is such a dirty game. What a grimy grease! Well, you know it it is, but and I think people knew that, but now people are realizing just exactly how dirty it is. Look what they've done to Trump, and it's not just Trump; they're doing it and to anybody um, who's America First candidate. I mean, it, it's absolutely disgusting what these people would do. It, it, is, it is absolutely mind-boggling what they're doing to, to these really good people who only want the best. Carrie Lake, by the way, her first, um, as soon as she takes her hand off the Bible, if she becomes governor, is to go and, and build the wall on the Arizona uh, border and stop all those illegals from coming in. Why is it? That Mitch McConnell and all that the the rhinos have nothing to say about the illegal immigration that's going on in the border. Yet they're voting for forty billion dollars. Now it's way over that to yeah. go and and protect Ukraine. I mean, we could go on for hours yeah. about the nefarious activities that are going on in Washington D.C. It's so true. Well, it's so interesting because it, 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 my wish list would be that the Kerry uh, Lake and the likes, the MAGA candidates, prevail. And they win the elections, and then uh, the rhinos are going to have to figure out what they're going to do uh, to in, in terms of moving forward for the uh, midterm elections. Will they support the MAGA candidates, or are they going to uh, somehow uh, not? Uh, well, it's going to be a very in- the a, a August is going to be a very very interesting month. But let's just revisit what's going on. I mean. Congress just voted another how many billion dollars to go to Ukraine. Yeah. What's happening to the money? Nobody is keeping track. Right. The the Democrats, uh, the Republicans said, would like to have somebody from the CBO or somebody to watch the money account for it when it's going to the Ukraine. And that was voted down as, 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 as a, uh, an addition to the... To because the- Ukraine is the fourth most corrupt country in the whole wide world. The money's getting laundered. 
or the the weapons that we're sending over there are being sold on the black market to go to other places in the in the in the world. Yeah. And oh by the way, let's just let's just talk about this supposed assassination that that um plugs Biden uh ordered on this second in command to uh um Osama bin Laden. What was he doing in Cabal? What was he doing in Cabal? Why are why are the um that's true because uh, uh, Biden got an assurance that there wouldn't be terrorists in Afghanistan from the uh, Taliban. Listen, the timing of all of this stuff is so peculiar. Nancy Pelosi's supposedly trying to start World War III going over to, <laughs> to Taiwan, and they're threatening to blow up her plane. Biden is hiding in the White House basement because he supposedly has COVID for the second time. Yeah, um, We're sending... Um, more billions of dollars to the Ukraine. And let's just revisit this for a moment in case anybody missed it. A Ukrainian cargo plane yeah. filled with Serbian weapons. 11 million, 11 tons, was it, of, of weapons? A lot. Yeah. Crashed in Greece on its way to... Pakistan, they say. Bangladesh, really? Bangladesh. But, but, but they're denying. Oh, wait, wait, wait. It's not going to Jordan. No, that's false news. That's false news. It wasn't going to Jordan. Wake up, people. Yeah. Wait a minute. If you, why is, let's see, Ukraine is trying to stop Russia from you know, killing all its people, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying Russia is a, is a good country anyway. But why is a, why is a Ukrainian cargo plane right. being used... And now, and now, guess who's guess who's in conflict right now? Serbia and Kosovo. Right. Connect the dots. Yeah. So, was... so all of these little things that are taking place right now are main are being used to distract from all the other stuff. There are fires burning everywhere. And by the way, let's just throw on the heap of uh, stuff that's burning uh, the whole border issue, letting people come in without being vaccinated, letting people come in without getting their health checked into the United States in, in droves and millions. And uh, again, what I see is people dying from having taken the uh, COVID shots. Well, and now, and now there's this all monkeypox hysteria. And guess, guess what? I just heard a doctor again on TV say monkeypox is not contagious unless you're a man having a sex having sex with another man don't even get me started on that but but it's not contagious it's not airborne um, there are, um, but we've got a, already we've had a couple of uh, governors California, California New York hello have both and the mayor of New York City has declared New York City a uh, uh, state of emergency because of monkeypox. Wait, is that where all the places where, um, where all this sex with men having sex with men is taking place? I mean, there are so many distraction points out there. To me, that says that what we started on the the establishment cabal is scared to death. I They're, think so. they are trying to do everything to distract from the fact that their whole scenario and their way of doing things from 30-plus years is getting blown to smithereens. It's true. Trump, uh, I think, has been a powerful force, and uh, I suspect that he's going to run for president. I hope he does, but if he doesn't, I know that uh, he's wait, changing, changing wait, the political uh, wait, wait, landscape. Wait. Back up, back up. Just keep in mind um, what we talked about last night in Off Air. All these little, all these counties. How many counties are there in the United States? I think there's uh, three thousand, if I'm not mistaken. And now there are over two hundred counties that have voted to um, overthrow it, the election. Not overthrow, but what is it? Um, uh, remove the delegates that are. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. But there's a word for it. You know what I'm looking. Yeah. I'm looking for. I just can't think of it. But the electors. Yeah, to take the electors back, and that that the 2020. Uh, presidential election was fraudulent was fraudulent yeah absolutely and and guess what that's not the only place that it's 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 being made news is on msnbc at night because this rachel maddow who's on there and i find this out according to steve bannon is running around with her hair on fire because these um these these counties are saying no 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 this this election was fraudulent so interesting all this distractions going on just Keep, you know, 
we can't we can't be distracted. We have to keep our eye on the ball here because so much is going on. Absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for this commentary. I appreciate it so much. That's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Tomorrow we're going to visit with Bob Levy, the chairman of the Cato Institute, and also uh, Andrew Joppa. Andrew is a, a professor and author of Josephus of Oz. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. I hope you make it a great day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com.